All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. That's right. Show where three, what seem to be normal guys, tell you how to fix your franchise because we're actually secretly general managers that a lot of people don't know this, and this is the first time that I've said this on the show, but we're actually running most of the teams in the NFL right now. All the good Um, ones. All the good ones. Good if you ones. see a playoff team, we probably work for that team. So, fix your franchise. I'm Adam Dirty. I'm here with Big Tug, as always, and I'm also here with Coach Red in the building. Today, we're going to be talking about the Panthers. They had a little bit of a rough season. Um, actually, it's been a couple in a row now. Um, they've been trying to fix their franchise by quarterback they've been trying to fix their franchise by receiver they've, they've had a few different choices um they obviously didn't listen to us last year and maybe they'll listen to us this year uh, i'm gonna go ahead and start off this one uh big tug you want to start us off you got anything to let the people know about how the panthers could possibly fix their franchise sure Let's start off with a question. What is worse than the Panthers run blocking? Nothing. The Nothing amount of money they spent on quarterbacks in the last 18 months? <laughs> that too. I don't know what's worse. I mean, their their quarterback situation is bleak to say the you know best case scenario, but my God, they need tackles, guards, centers. They just need a little bit of it. Just redo the whole offensive line at this point. Start over. Keep your receivers. Keep your tight end. Keep your running back. Get rid of everybody else on offense. There. Fix the team. Next. So this is how good the Panthers were, you bring in Joe Brady, who after his first season with Carolina, Christian McCaffrey blowing up, ends up getting fired in season. So you want to get that flashy and splashy coordinator to come in to keep Matt Rule off the hot seat. Who do you bring in? Ben McAdoo, fire coach who had a terrible record with the Giants. But he should bring back some of those core values. Luckily, they've got top six pick. But with all the trades they did last year because they thought they were on the precipice, especially winning early in the season. Who'd they play uh, early in the season? Had against the Saints, just absolutely rolled them after the Saints beat the Packers week one. And Carolina thought that they were all that in a bag of chips. It was time to go. That's right. And – McCaffrey gets injured again. Darnold gets injured. Their offensive line is not good. They still have a young and interesting defense, which is something we highlighted last year. But they tried to augment some of that. They picked J.C. Horn in the first round. He ends up getting injured. They end up making splash trades for Stephon Gilmore and C.J. Henderson in season. You look at 
the yeah. center, Matt Paredes, who was probably their most consistent guy on the offensive line, is up as a free agent. And one of the signings we liked a lot last year, and Hassan Reddick, who tallied up 11 sacks, is now a free agent once again. And not a ton of capital coming in with about 31 mil in cap space right now, so they've got a little bit of wiggle room. But like you said, that offensive line and quarterback play is really what's going to propel this team forward. And I'm on the fence what they do at six. Every episode we say, oh, you know, it really depends on what happens before that. But do they take that, you know, really, really long shot on on Malik? Do we do it? Give Give me the reason why you would do it why I would do it because he's got a ton of upside but I I, and more than likely top three tackles are going to be gone by sticks anyway you can still get an incredible player at six but I don't know I mean I could absolutely see them just taking a chance i mean they're they're they've got such i mean they have a fourth fifth fifth sixth round pick right other than that they have the sixth pick they wasted everything else so do you go big or go home last year they i i know they remorse for passing on justin fields you've got to after watching play even a couple of games last year for the bears you could see his upside I'm wondering if they're looking at Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, thinking we've got another Justin Fields. Yes, he played in a difference. Yes, he didn't put up those gaudy numbers, but he also didn't have the support cast. But his intangibles, you know, he looks like Jameis Winston, like, coming out. He's got the cannon of an arm. He's relatively mobile. You know, he, he takes a lot more risks than he probably should, but will it pay off? Or do they go a different route and try and find somebody that is a little more proven that they might get on the cheap like Marcus Mariota? They cannot stick to Sam Darnold. They cannot do it. No. I like the Mariota thing there. I think you've got, for me, it's, it's two options at pick six. If you start seeing a slide of – Thibodeau past five or possibly even a Kyle Hamilton you get those teams that are in that mid-tier range I think you should be open for business and recoup some of those that draft capital but if you're sick and at six there's only one pick for me and that's and that's offensive tackle whether Charles Cross is off the board then I go Trevor Penning I've I've like I said in previous episodes those two are right there for me. If you're looking for a guy to anchor and be a pass protector on the left side of your line, Charles Cross is You're your guy. You're keeping your fingers crossed for Cross. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's been 13 years since they've had a consecutive starter at left tackle. 13 years. That's okay. a crazy number. I might be off by one or two years, but I'm not off by much on that. Yeah. No. And I'm with you. They absolutely need to revamp that line. So that is, you know, very, very obvious. 
but what if what if you've got somebody i mean you're open, we are talked about being open for business and you see the guys that you know that want to come up for an edge rusher if they see somebody slip and they want to come up for a for a jermaine johnson or you know somebody like that somebody you know even even like if the washington commanders decide that they want to come up and take willis you know if they want to move that far you trade back you get that draft capital back and if you do decide to move back i say you skip offense and you just go straight defense do you need that quarterback back there too and possibly pick up a devin lloyd yeah i'm not mad i'm not i mean you need somebody to quarterback that deep no i mean if you could trade back with the commanders if they're you know smitten with malik willis and they have any inclination that you might take him Trade back, trade back and get, you know, Devin Lloyd or, I mean, I wouldn't even be mad if they traded back and got, who's this, uh, Nicobe Dean. I mean, slip further back, get, get that capital, get, you know, the quarterback of your defense moving forward. But you're going to, more than likely at six, you're going to miss out on one of those top tier guys like Mike Hamilton or Thibodeau. I mean, you know, barring somebody showing up in a gas mask if you can if you can get some guys and get moved back far enough you're going to get that second round pick which then puts you in the range for like a daniel Falele out of minnesota the dude clocked in at like exactly. six eight 384 pounds at the combine the dude is a mountain and he's pretty darn athletic for that he will at times go on the outside, but if you have, if you're running twists and suns, he has trouble recovering on the inside. But I mean, you can expect that out of a guy that's, you know, almost touching 400 pounds. Like, or if you really wanted to get some of those third round picks, maybe go after an Abe Lucas out of, out of Washington State, another guy that yep. helped himself tremendously at the combine and has been a solid starter. He gives you versatility because he's pay, played in the past, our air raid, pass-heavy offense, and last year, last two years sitting in the run and shoot. So you have some versatility there, and I think that if you aren't in love with the tackle there, yeah, I'd say time to open up your doors and move back for business. The problem is, is you might have to be moving pretty far back because I don't think that – the Washington Commodores, Commanders, or I'll just keep referring to them as the Washington football team or Redskins. But I don't think that they're going to panic at that point because if they – I think that they're probably pretty similar on, like, Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. So I think that they would feel confident that one of them will be there. And I think they're still a little gun-shy after the Robert Griffin the third trade where they mortgaged the franchise and saw where that took them. Granted, it's not going to have that price yeah. tag. But I would say if you're really looking for guys that could make moves, you'd be looking at potentially the Steelers really making a big push forward to go get that quarterback. And you look at the capital that you're going to get there, you're going to get a first. And I think if you're moving up that high, you're at minimum getting a second rounder and potentially something else in this draft as well. Yeah. And let's be real, sitting at 20, you're going to be able to pick up a tackle regardless. I mean, or interior offensive line. I mean, Bernard Raymond will be around. Um, Kenyon Green will be around. If you're back at 20, there's, 
yeah, you might be able to pick up Zion Johnson at that point. And, and realistically, if you're doing that and you're sliding back into the second, I mean, there's a ton of people that they could absolutely use. I mean, say you slip back, ready? You slip back into 20 and you pick up a Daxon Hill because you're a dire need of a safety. And then you had, you know, you're you're going to use your second round pick for like a Darian Kennard or something out of Kentucky, a developmental interior lineman that, you know, can play multiple positions. I mean, if you're not going to land one of those top tier tackles, you know, move back a little bit with, like you said, the Steelers, build up that capital and, and try and stack your team again. What if they make a push to get an established left tackle and go after, you know, was it Taron Armstead from the Saints? Yeah, I, I don't see him, you know, spending that money, especially if they're going to try and bring back Hassan Reddick. You know, but I think in the trade back situation, you could you could go get one of those type of guys. Oh, absolutely. But you have to you have to decide that beforehand because those guys are going to be hot on the free agent market, which you know comes before the draft. So that free agent market can really augment what your team is going to do come draft day. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to pick up anybody worth, you know, round four pick one hundred seven. You're not going to be getting any of those those players that are plug and play. I mean, unless you are just I'm lucky you're not going to get a starting offensive tackle. Or if you go get a tight end. You can go get a tight end. Go get a tight end if you want to. I mean, but at 104 or 107, I mean, you're all the all the you know Trey McBrides are going to be out. Isaiah Likely is going to be gone. Kate Otten will most likely be gone. I mean, you're looking at Jelani Woods, third tier of Jelani Woods will be gone. He tested out the combine too, didn't he? I mean, there ain't, I, I just, I don't see them stacking draft capital. Or I mean, you know, getting that, rebuilding their team through the draft unless they trade back. The only way that they do, you know, stack up on, on draft, on draft day is if Hamilton or Thibodeau somehow fall. Or, I mean, those are the, you know, deep changing. Or if they trade arguably the most talented player on their team in Christian McCaffrey. It's come up with his injury history. This is a way that you can, you can do some stuff. I mean, Chuba Hubbard played all right, but if you can get a second round pick and get some more of that cap relief, then you can really go attack that offensive line. You can attack it in full force. I agree, but they've already said that they're looking for a first in that zone. Which is tough. But if the injury history wasn't there, I think you could feasibly see that from a team, you know, towards the bottom of the first round. Or, you know, you look at like the Dolphins would be a prime candidate with all the cap space they have. If you're looking for a trade partner, I would not, I would not blink my eye in seeing the Dolphins give up the 49ers first round pick that they acquired last year, tail into the first round for a Christian McCaffrey type to help really invigorate that run offense down in Miami. And then that really lets you sit at six, take best player available and see what falls to you at the end of the first round. 
I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring up the options that they do have with Chris McCaffrey. And I mean, you already brought up the most obvious option, but they do have a chance to hopefully let the investment that they put on him paid off because he could have a comeback season. I mean, he's that kind of like special athlete to where he could tear one off and have another 1800 yard season. Like you don't know what this cat's capable of, or he could come out game three and blow his knee out again. Like you don't know what's going to happen with it. And every year, every year it's like, Ooh, he'll have one of those games where you're like, he's back. There he is. Could he have a full season like that? Do you think? Well, speaking of cats, um, maybe maybe we do something a little bit crazy. We've talked about the quarterback play being inconsistent. We bring back the Wildcat. Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard just grating. You don't need Sam, Sam Darnold can play can play tight end for you. Let's just let's just okay. play musical chairs with offensive positions. And then we'll go players. back to Big Tug's point. We bring in Mariota. <laughs> That's right. And you he throw can, the ball hey, to DJ can, Moore. How about this? Yeah. He can run the option. You've got you got six players on your team that make up about forty eight percent of their cap space, their twenty twenty two cap obligations. It's not good. Six players. No, it's not. So, I'm I am reading reports that the Patriots are interested in bringing in Robbie Anderson, which would alleviate some. Get him out of town. Yep, go get him out. It. Get him out. How about this? How about this? For and go pick team? up uh, Galladay. <laughs> if you cut those six players, it would cost them $25 million more than having them on the team. Is that true? I did not do all of that research. And when I try to look at it, Spot track is great on the computer, but on the phone, it's not awesome. A pretty big guarantee I'm a catch. Either way, cut, you know, at this point, it's cheaper to, you're going to have to trade it to get any of that because you're tied into Robbie Anderson, you're tied into Moore, you're tied into McCaffrey, you're tied into Darnold, you're tied into Shaq Thompson and Taylor Mountain. You're, You're tied into those guys. It's just baffling me that, you know, the owner of the Panthers somehow sign six players to cover 50% of their cap. That is nuts. I mean, six players. They thought they were a couple players Ooh. away. That young defense came with fire. I mean, when you look at the more recent draft classes with them, you've, you're rocking with Brian Burns, who's played well. You've got Derek Brown on the interior that – hasn't lived up to the interior pass rush as he was billed when he was a top 10 pick, but he's still fairly solid there. You've got Jeremy Chin playing that hybrid safety drop down in the box linebacker role. You look at a JC Horn, who is an absolute physical freak. You go get a former top 10 guy in CJ Henderson. That defense is young and hungry. If you keep like a Shaq Thompson on that squad as a guy to anchor them, I think you're in a good spot, and I think with this team in particular, when we were looking at the needs, I'm looking at seven needs and five are on the offensive side of the ball. 
Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. It's just, I can't get over those numbers. Like how you let that happen, how you let your running back, a quarterback that you're guaranteed $19 million to. So, I mean, unless he retires, you are saying that. Um, I mean, my God, between four of your five, you know, players on offense, your your skill set players, you were God, I I can't even get over it. I'm out. Tapping. It's rough. Can't Especially I think the I think the when you look at the Robbie Anderson, it was a knee jerk reaction to the budding season that DJ Moore's put up and Christian McCaffrey. You looked at those two guys were only options and you were kind of in a down free agency class that year and you thought that you needed to make a splash that you were on the precipice they were sitting there flirting with a 500 record and just thought they needed a few more pieces with that young defense to take that next step and they kept trying to pump skill players into those positions but failed to address what ultimately is their number one need and that's the offensive line they tried to do stop gaps by trading you know a Trey Turner for a Russell Okun to try and stop gap the left tackle. And they haven't really addressed the offensive line as a whole, as a primary position and need for them in many years. Sad, sad Panthers. Well, let's talk about a sad Panther. How the hell do you sit there when Sam Darnold gets hurt, you've got PJ Walker that you're paying nothing to. You're like, you want to know what we should do? Let's bring Cam Newton back. Yeah, they were just looking for any any sort of a spark. I mean, I think they were just looking to put some fans in the stands, you know, after the early yeah. season success and then absolutely plummeting. They're like, well, we got to do something. Let's see how much beer these guys will drink for a couple of weeks. Make up for that twelve million dollars. Oh, so, They're trending the wrong direction. They I'm don't have that game that they played last year. I'm like, oh, did they get blown out a bunch of times? Was it close games? Do they think they're on the brink last year too? But their the scores of their games are so wildly absurd that it's hard to like pinpoint something like, oh, you're gonna go out and lose a couple close games maybe to some decent teams and then the Giants are going to blow you out and then you're going to beat the you're going to whoop up on the Cardinals in November 34 to 10 Ooh, that feels pretty good Yeah. and then the next week Ooh, me like lose to the Washington football team Mike White syndrome <laughs> Mike White syndrome. There's a quarterback a to bring in. Mike White. Hey, they, there you go. No, they, Give him a call, contract. Call up Joe Douglas. What's up, Joe? We, we got Sam last year. Mike, you see on the book? Is he on the table this year for us? Let's go. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, the thing that the thing that's tough. For the Panthers, like we like we've said, they need a quarterback and they need offensive line help, and not a ton of draft capital, decent amount of cap space. But if you look in free agency, you're 
offensive tackle class now that Orlando Brown's getting tagged is Taron Armstead and everyone else who's a tier three type of tackle. And then you look in the draft and free agency for the quarterback room where you're sitting there going, all right, I could choose between Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, uh, Mike Glennon, bring his ass in, get him yeah. some more. Or I can go in what many consider to be a down draft year where, you know, if they can make some moves and get some more middle round picks or tail into the first round, then you can go target a Desmond Ritter. You can go target a Carson Strong because for me it's six taking a flyer on Malik Willis or like Kenny Pickett. It's a little rich for my blood. Yeah, try and shore up that defense first. Um, tackles will most likely be gone. If you can trade back with somebody, you know, in the 15 to 20 range, do it. Trade back, get a little bit of capital, get, you know, get a late second, maybe a late, you know, a third round pick in return for getting somebody that you need on your team anyway. You know, trade back to 15 through 20, get a tackle, get an interior offensive lineman, shore up a third round pick and then place it on a draft. I mean, T free air should be there in the third round still. Um, and if you can trade back, you know, get one of those guys, get the kid out of Minnesota, uh, Daniel Falale. Daniel Falale, the mountain, Falale. Yeah, the mountain, Falale. I mean, he's solid. Uh, Jamari Sawyer has been a staple down there in Georgia. I mean, there's a lot of guys you could pick up. I think I mentioned Sean Ryan had a great showing at the combine too. I mean, those are all guys you pick up in the third round. Um, but obviously step one is trading back in the first. Boom. Fix your franchise. Take that. Boom. Take hey. that Panthers. Hey, if you listen to our podcast and you're a GM for the Panthers, 60% of the time it works every time. Give me a call, Panthers, but, you know, after eight, because I like to sleep in a little. Dirty, sign me out. All right, I'm just saying. Uh, I didn't have quite as much to say, but I do look great in blue and black. Uh, Panthers, shout out great to Great costumes. Great, great costumes, costumes for the Panthers. Yeah, hey, y'all's uniforms, they're on point. Y'all got that going on. All right, here's the thing. You don't have to listen to us if you want to fix your franchise. But if you want to actually get fixed, you're fucking going to. That's the bottom line. If you want your franchise fixed, you're going to listen to this show. That's all we got for the Panthers. I mean, unless you guys got any last kind of comments to make, I'm pretty solid on it. And you know what kind of is the recurring theme at the end of these right now, these beginning teams? I hear a lot of offensive line stuff. And I think that's definitely something that the Panthers are going to have to do is focus on that offensive line a little bit again. They've got, like Big Tuck said, they've got a lot of money invested in their star players. And those star players are going to have to perform like star players if they're going to be a decent franchise at all. I mean, if they're going to even be a playoff team. But that's it for the Panthers. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you. I'm Adam Dirty. I'm here with Big Tuck and Coach Red. And we'll be back soon with another episode of Fix Your Franchise. Peace.
Oh yeah.